mom, you got it You got it, mom, you got it You got it, mom, you got it You got it, mom, you got it I'm Rosie, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Charity Hey And although this podcast is dedicated to moms This month of June, we want to take a moment and celebrate the modern day dad. Today, we're going to amazing, but before we do, let's dive into this life hack of the. All right, y'all. So we are in the thick of summer. And if you're like me, then you know, it's the perfect time for ice cream. This hack takes about five seconds to do. Okay. It's cone fillers. Have y'all heard of these? So (laughs) apparently Um, When you're enjoying your ice cream or having your cones at home, all you have to do is stick a marshmallow in the bottom of the cone before you put the ice cream in and it'll avoid drips and spills and any unnecessary stickiness. So um, that seems simple and very doable to me. I know you can even put like if you wanted chocolate chips or try other alternatives to put in there, but it's extremely simple and very easy. So I think it's something I would definitely try. Um, and then, like I said, if you're not a fan of marshmallow, stick something else down there and then hide a little treat for your kiddos. So would you try that, Rosie? I would try this for my kids. I don't like my, but I think they would <laughs> enjoy that. And that'll definitely help, especially with the two-year-old and ice cream cones. Yes. <laughs> that drip, you know, and they bite the, bite the end and they're just spilling all out of there. I said, no, we need to fix this. So a marshmallow. Melted chocolate, maybe, maybe I wonder if fruit would it would help, like a strawberry or something. Something, find something to stick in there. Uh, I still so see that getting messy with the strawberry. That's true. So let's try the marshmallow first, y'all. That'll be safe <laughs> bet. Try the marshmallow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yes, that is our hack for the week. Stick a marshmallow in an ice cream cone and avoid an unnecessary mess. Awesome. So what is a modern day dad? Well, we're glad you asked because you're about to find out. That's right, Rozzy. Today we are interviewing Troy Jacobs, who, okay, listen to these stats, y'all. He works full time, is completing his PhD, is active in ministry and very involved with his, it's now seven, right? Troy, seven, is he seven? Oh my gosh, seven-year-old son. And I've known him for years, and I'm so glad that he decided to join us to give us more insight into what it looks like raising a child today from a father's perspective. So welcome to the show, Troy. Tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Cherry. Thank you, Roz. Um, Just excited to be on this podcast. So my name, my full name is John Troy Jacobs, but if you know me um, personally, you can call me Troy. Um... As they mentioned, I'm a dad, a ministry leader, a leader in the community. I do a lot of things, um, um, and I was just raised to be like that. And so, um, yeah, I was from Tacoma, Washington. Shout out Washington State, mm-hmm. and uh, moved here uh, to go to school to run track at Texas State University. Charity, next year we're going on 20 years that I've known you because that's 20 years of I came to Texas and came. To oh Texas my gosh. University. So years is what it is. You can officially say 20 years next year. <laughs> Crazy. That we've known each other. So we get known. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I uh, went to school at Texas State, um, got my master's, met my wife after 
uh, getting our master's and uh, we've been married for 11 years and you know we got a son and we just we're just doing life doing life together so um, it's been a fun journey awesome i love it let's let's get into this interview i'm excited to hear your responses so yeah. okay well troy as moms we tend to put a pressure and high expectations on ourselves um when it comes to raising kids do you feel like listening you know uh, we the topic the modern day dad i would say the the, the dads of old if i if i might the seasoned dads <laughs> I have not seen a lot of pressure because society norms were different. You know, the mothers would take care of the home, the wives would take home, the women would take care of the home. The guy was the breadwinner, brought the bacon home, yada, yada, yada. But the modern day dad definitely feels the same pressure, especially if it's a two per person, like two income home, um, where, it, or either the, the wife and the husband and the family does not follow traditional rules. You know, for instance, listen, I ain't cutting nobody's grass, period. Okay? <laughs> no. When my allergies are set up, I will be swollen and itching and snorting. So, no, I'm paying somebody to do that, right? Um, and so, you know, there's a certain thing we just, the modern dad is not going to do. And because of that, we share the pressure. You know, I'm involved. You know, every morning I wake up at 6 30, 6 20 in the morning, take my son to school. And that's my obligation because I sometimes work late. So I give in the morning, I spend time with my son, I make sure we have prayer time, we, we talk, I check in with him, look at homework, you know, pray with them and everything and talk with them a little bit and then send him off. I help, you know, with, um, you know, put him in bed. So it's, it's, it's a shared responsibility. Although I, there is a heavier weight for the mom. Mom's always win, so. The <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes, I definitely can tell there has definitely been a shift from that, you know, like you said, old school dad versus the modern day today. And so kind of leading into part two of that question in this modern age, the term gentle parenting is being thrown around a lot. And I know in the, our community, you know, the black community, especially as kids, we were often seen and not heard and encouraged, you know, not to look into our feelings. And if you grew up in the church, you better just pray about it and, you know, things will be fine. But as a dad, do you yourself practice gentle parenting and what, what sorts of things do you do or put in place to help you know, make sure that your child is given a voice, you know, what, what do you do to help him navigate his emotions? I'm a preacher. So I have to go to the scripture. The Bible does say train up a child in a way that they should go so that when they get older, they won't depart from them. Mm -hmm. now, the Bible does say exactly the way it should go is the way that God speaks to you, how you should raise your child. And every time, every parent has the prerogative and that uh, relationship with the Lord to, to do that. And so to your question, and you mentioned about the black community, you know, I think all of our listeners know that, you know, there's, there are some um, generational um, challenges and issues that we're trying to break. Right. Strongholds that we're trying to break that we're not trying to repeat in the next generation. Uh, and so I wouldn't use the word gentle. It's just different. We're just something we're just not going to do, you know, um, you know, uh, I, I agree with you about the, you know, they used to say, be, uh, be seen, not heard. Um, I, my mom would say, why, you know, 
we can say why, you know, <laughs> right. why, why, why. But now I, I, and I catch myself because I'd be like, I could never say that. But we have, we have to learn to talk, use our, use your voice, okay? And I think we're a more evolved community, evolved world. So we can use our languages and our words to describe how we feel. We don't have to use four letter words or our hands to be physical to explain how we feel. If you're mad, say, I'm mad, I'm angry. And now tell me why that you're angry so that we can, we can course correct so that the, they understand um, and I think so. I think our community is involved and with our involvement of the, the evolution of technology in our world. I think we need to follow suit. Parents need to follow suit. And the old doesn't need to be mad at the new because things are different. Well, times are different, right? Like, right. you know, I just I was talking to somebody. They said they took $107 to fill up their car. Listen, it's <laughs> expensive out here. Right. <laughs> right. Kids is expensive. Oh. I'm telling people like oh, it's not the 1920s. I can have a seven and eight, nine and ten and fifteen kids. No, right. No, 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 right. So times have changed, and so with that time, we got to shift our methods and our practices. And I've done that. Um, again, I'm not calling it gentle. They're different, you know, um, because the times are different, and it's okay to embrace that. I love that. Yes, that sounds so powerful to be able to have that, you know, autonomy in each household and also recognize as a generation where we are going and trying to lead the next generation when it comes to being able to express themselves. That's that's so dope. And Chuck, let me add this too. I think it's important also about the language portion is when our kids come back and say, you know, there's always, I have a boy, so, you know, you know, this happened, it's gonna happen. When they come back and say, I got in a fight or I got in an argument or I got something with someone, you know, we want them to be able, to, again, uh, we want to model the way when we're angry. We don't we we're not physical with our anger. We mm. start with explaining how we feel. And mm. as a parents, we got to model that. We can't get mad at kids when they respond like like that wrong. And they're like, listen, mom did this, dad did that. I'm just repeating, I'm just showing you what my parents did, right? And so we have to be careful of that because we have to model the way. If we want something different, we gotta do something different. I just want to add that regards to modeling. Oh, he tried to come for me before we got past that question. <laughs> it came down my lane. I said, wait a minute. I definitely know there are times I know children see and soak in everything. There have definitely been times where I've responded, you know, quick I'm guilty. out of the <laughs> guilty, guilty as charged, but definitely, you know, want to work on that as well. That's that's something to be um, very mindful of. So I appreciate you adding that on. Awesome. So let's take a short break before we get further into this. And I'm going to kick it over to you, Miss Rosie, because we want to segue into our recipe of the week. All right. Well, this week's quick and simple recipe is garlic toast pizza. All you need for this is your slice and all your favorite pizza toppings. Just place a slice of garlic bread on the cookie sheet, add your sauce and toppings, then place it in the oven at 350 for 15 to 20 minutes or until golden. Um, you can find this recipe along with others from our previous episodes on our Loving Moms Facebook page. And I think this I is think great because this sounds like something really fun you can do with your kiddos. You know, I love it. Easy. Yeah, I really like that. I also like that it's, what did we coin that term, Rosie? Veganizable? We said something because she's <laughs> practicing vegan. <laughs> So it's like, you can veganize it. We can put what the vegan cheese, vegan yeah. <laughs> meat on top. I love it. Awesome. 
Right. Put the veggies on there. Uh, I have tried this before and I, I can definitely attest to the fact that my kids are a fan of this. So um, if you haven't tried it, especially if you get that Texas toast kind, you know, the larger slices, it's definitely um, quick and easy for them. So awesome. Thank you, Rozzy, for highlighting our recipe. Troy, you're doing great. <laughs> we just have a couple more questions. So let's rewind and go back to when you were a new dad, like new, new, Jaden, fresh out the womb. <laughs> what is one piece of advice that you would give a new dad to help support mom during those first few months? You know, um, you know, I had a unique, me and my wife had a unique situation. You know, my son, Jaden, was a preemie when he was mm. born. He was four pounds, five ounces, and he dropped down to three pounds, something else. He was very small. I could fit his, um, his arms, and I put him in my hand. Of course, his feet would dangle off my hand, but I could fit him in my hand. I'm six, two, six, three. My hand was a little bit bigger, but he still was on my own. I could hold him in my hand, one hand. Mm. And so um, after that, uh, my wife developed, well, she got blood clots, right? And um, so I, I mentioned that because. I didn't know a lot, and I, a couple of tips I would do. I would do some research, um, okay. especially for Black women. And there was, a, there was so many episodes on different TV shows that discussed this about um, uh, the unfortunate issues in regards to equity and diversity for people of color in the medical field. Um, and it's really stemmed on the fact that they're not, they don't often listen their, their studies show that they, they listen more to people of, of the white race than people of color. And so, you know, I would have researched more um, because I didn't know that blood clot was such a normal, uh, it happens often and unfortunately happens a lot uh, for black women um, in these situations when they're having kids. And so one, I would have researched more. Mm -hmm. I would have listened to my wife because she said she was not in, she wasn't feeling well. I heard her, but I was like, okay, maybe that's because she just had a full baby, right? <laughs> right. But I didn't know that you know, the, their complications could happen. And so we took her to the uh, local clinic, but we should have took her to the ER, like to the mm. hospital. But because I did not know um, and I wasn't aware, and you're not going to be aware of everything, but I wish I had been more cognizant of listening now I did have a little newborn. I was kind of stuck between the newborn and her, you know. But I would just be be listening. Um, don't wait till like the tenth month, nine months, ten months to have baby. So you know to start listening, being there, you got to be there early um, mm -hmm. and being just being cognizant because uh, unfortunately, there some some interesting times. Having babies is not as easy as it was like back in the day. Things are things are happening. So be cognizant, be listening. You know, just be available. Talk to your bosses. They now have these. Um, I did just build out these new uh, policies for men to to take um, leave time. We get the same, almost the same leave time, uh, maternity leave as as women. So take the time off. They go. You're gonna need to be there. Trust me. You're gonna need to be there. Um, so that's that's my advice. Rosie, you look like you. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that he said, because I work as a birth doula. So I work with families throughout their pregnancies and, you know, until they give birth and then postpartum. And so it's so things that you said, because one education, when it comes yes. to birth and breastfeeding, 
of us are not educated on the process at all. And so with us, we do have to advocate our, advocate for ourselves in these settings. And so it's really hard to advocate why when, you know, you don't choices you can make, you don't know your options and stuff. So definitely getting that education, like you said, and being there to support, to listen. And your wives need you in their time when that that's like your weakest moment as a mom. And so having your partner be that guardian of your birth room is what I like to call it. And to be there mm. for you and stuff, it, it really does make, you know, a difference having someone there to support you and stuff. And but having that education is so very, very, very important for new families. And stuff. It really is. I love it. I could read your facial expression. I'm like, oh, we coming down. Rosie's like, wait a minute. Where's my soapbox going on? <laughs> she said, let me let me get on the soapbox. <laughs> You're right. No, you can refuse things. You can say no. I don't want that. Like the being in the hospital, this is a service that you're paying for. Just like mm. you going to a hair salon. They can't, your stylist can't tell you, I'm gonna do your hair like this. No, ma'am, I'm paying for this. I want my hair like this, you know? And it's the times they will fear monger you into doing, force you into doing, you know, what they want you to do a lot of times because it's more convenient for them than what's best for you and stuff. So just get a doula and know your rights. <laughs> Plug, get that doula. Yes, love it. All right. And we're going to, what's that? <sighs> All right. Okay, so we have a fun twist for you, Troy. We're going to play a game called Truth or Toxic, where we'll give you a statement or scenario, and you let us know if you perceive it to be truth or toxic and why. You ready? I am ready. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> laughing inside about that, that intro music. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This is to be the 1980s. That's fine. I love it. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> like I was struggling. I had to find something last minute, but no. Okay. So <laughs> here is your first scenario. Okay. So a son is playing on the playground and meets another kid. He asks the kid to play and gets rejected. So he goes to his dad teary eyed and explains what happened. The dad's response is son, everyone isn't going to like you or want to be your friend and that's okay. So stop crying. Is that truth or toxic? Um, that is truth. That's truth. Um, I think it's important for us. Can I expound? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. I think it's important for us to begin setting up realities for our um, um, our children, especially when you have a young black boy. Um, certain things need to be be said and they understand, right? So that they have time to kind of, um, kids are smart. I think we need to stop acting like kids don't be seeing stuff at by three and four. They <laughs> can really understand stuff. Like they really, I've watched my son at four and five. I was like, no, he knows exactly what I said and mm. what I meant, right? And so right. it's okay to articulate things in regards to, hey, these are things are happening and, and things won't be your way all the time. You know, you need to sit in that, lean in that for a second. Let's pause and you can breathe and sniffle. Things won't be like that, but you know, it won't always be like that. But every way, everything's not gonna be the same. So that's the truth. That's good teaching. 
good parenting. Nice. Okay. So as a boy grows up, they should be more reliant on their dads than their moms. Truth or toxic? Um, toxic. <laughs> um, uh, I need my mom. <laughs> 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 I need my mom. <laughs> Like, like, no, you need that balance, that, that balance. That's not going back to earlier about that um, traditional thing where, you know, um, and, and I'm going to tell you why that's toxic. Um, because there's a certain um, knowledge and advice you can give from a woman to a male that a male can't give to a male, right? Like, yeah. I, um, some guys, just think they just know the women body and all this stuff about women. No, you don't. Stop it. The two or three <laughs> girls you lying that you've been with, stop playing. You let her explain some stuff, right? Because they might know more about the birds and bees than you, right? right. And um, I think that balance is really important. Your child should know that they can go to each either one of the parents to get advice. Yeah, one might be more knowledgeable than the other, but both should be accessible. Agree. That's a great response. I know I do as well. All right, and for the last one of the evening, Troy, here you go. A father should let their children see them cry. Truth or toxic? True. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I just that's just who I am. I cry in church. I hear my feelings. I might tear up a little bit. You know, I, it's a, I mean. Listen, I don't care. I'm at, you know, I'm I'm almost 40, so this is what it is. <laughs> so, but I think it's I think it's important that um it's okay that uh, young men can show their feelings. It also is okay to tell them, okay, uh, all right, get yourself together. <laughs> so there again, it's okay to have it's okay to have balance. I think we have this whole thing where it's it's um this or that. Mm. It can, there's options. We live in different times. There's options. There's a way, there's so many ways we can approach this. So I think it's and, not or. Um, thank you, Holy Ghost. It's and, it's and, not or, right? And so I think it's important for, it's okay for young men to show their feelings. We've seen that in our society, the impacts of young men not able, not able to not just cry, but also just to, to speak, to talk, to have her lean on, to hug, all that. We've seen the impact of that. We've seen that in the 1960s, 1970s, 1980s. We can change that moving forward where our young men can be free to express the way they would like to express. I love it. I know y'all hear that wisdom. Y'all hear that? Y'all see why we definitely had to have Troy come on our podcast. We are so appreciative, Troy. I mean, this I've got so many nuggets out of this. I got to go back and listen again uh, just for from a male's perspective. And I appreciate you taking some time to spend with us. We're going to celebrate you in the month of June. You're going to have a little nice uh, Starbucks gift card coming your way. So make sure you, you look out for that. We're so appreciative you took some time out and um, definitely want to thank you and look forward to the future and, you know, keeping tabs on you. As y'all heard him say, 20 years next year. Absolutely amazing. That time has gone by so fast. I can't believe I'm going to be 25. Like what? 20 <laughs> Wait, what? How? How has it been 20 years? So I just want to say thank you so much, Troy. And uh, it was a pleasure. And we appreciate you, sir. 
glad to have been here and uh, you guys can keep it up. I think this podcast is amazing. And if you're listening, share with a friend about this podcast because we want this to go global. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can find the life hack and recipe of the week on our Loving Moms Facebook page. And if you apply any of this advice, try the hacks or recipes we share, let us know. Of course, join us here every other Monday. Our next episode will focus on celebrating parental freedom and fostering independence in our children. Awesome. See y'all Monday after next. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Loving Moms Podcast. Tune in for new episodes every other Monday. And remember, you're worth it and loving moms aren't perfect.